Welcome back to the next episode of Ranked. We're here to discuss and rank some arbitrary lists that we come up with. And obviously for the month of October, we're here to discuss probably one of the most infamous Halloween horror franchises. And that is of course the title itself, Halloween. They have 12 movies all the way from 1978 for the original to the one that just came out a few weeks ago for Halloween Lives. And to help break down all 12 of these relatively well-known films is my co-host Tristan. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm doing well. It just so happened that I was going to be doing a horror franchise ranking for October. And I decided, well, you know what? Halloween Lives is coming out this month. It'd be best to rank that franchise this year, obviously. So I just casually mentioned it to Tristan. He said, oh, I was actually going to watch it this year as well. Uh, here, I'll join you on the podcast. So, Trissa, what made you want to watch all 12 Halloween films this year? Mostly because I haven't seen any of them prior. Um, uh, pretty much for the past, like, five years or so, around October, typically a little before October starts. I want to get a head start on it. I'll pick uh, one of the big slasher franchises, whether it be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was the first one I picked, or Saw, or one of the other big slasher franchises. And I, I just watch all of them, uh, you know, before... Halloween, typically, right? Typically, I try to watch it within the month of October, maybe a little before. And they, uh, I was kind of just saving Halloween to be one, you know, like last one I was going to do or one of the last ones I was going to do. I was trying to get through the ones that I've heard maybe worse things about, like the Friday the 13th movies and stuff before hitting Halloween ones. Um, and so you mentioned you want to do Halloween. I'm like, well, screw it. Let's do, I'll, I'll watch the Halloween ones with you. And so I've gone from watching none of the Halloween movies, so now I've seen all of them. Yeah, same here. This is my first time watching any of these films uh, over the course of the last few weeks. So there's a bit of a blur when we're going to be discussing some of these movies because yeah. I only saw it once, uh, all within a span of a couple weeks. They aren't the most distinct franchise. A lot of them do sort of roll right into one another. So it can be, I find it can be tough to remember which parts happened in which one sometimes. Particularly, we get into sort of the, the middle entries in the franchise those you know halloween four to six type range yeah i watched five of the halloween films uh the last four days i i, I realized i had i didn't realize we were counting the rob zombie ones i thought i only had three to watch in four days like oh perfect i'll watch one a night we're good to go uh, and then i realized i had those two as well so i had five to binge uh these last couple yeah days. I, I don't know why we wouldn't have watched the, the two rob zombie ones though they're very much part of the franchise as well even maybe yeah yeah, beloved or tied in with the rest of the franchise that a lot of the other movies are. They're sort of their own their own thing. Yeah, and I think because it's very much its own thing, uh, it was a bit of a gray area, but it very much is part of the franchise. I thought it was more different, but you know, it definitely still follows Mike Myers and everything. Yeah. But on Letterboxd, when you click on one of the movies, you know how you can go to the bottom, it shows you all the films of that franchise. It didn't show the Rob Zombie ones. Yeah, but that's why I don't trust Letterboxd. Yeah. Well, but that's it's it's because I none of the characters are returning, right? Like, nobody returns from those films. They don't connect at all. So it's not really... It's in its own universe, but it's still definitely part of the Halloween slogan. Yeah, it's just someone sort of... Like, it remade the franchise. Yeah. And then, when the franchise continued later on, they kind of retconned back to the original franchise and ignored those two isolated films. And especially when you get into, like, the... Uh, Friday the 13th and stuff. They do that a couple times in those franchises. Yeah. Maybe that's why it isn't registered under Letterboxd and some other lists as part of the franchises because every other one of these films, 
you know, they, they wreck on each other quite a bit and they backtrack a few, but they always return to the 1978 film. They, they're always connected to that one. So they are still all yeah. connected. Besides by one. Halloween 3, yeah. though. Besides Halloween 3. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But that's still, like, technically under its umbrella. Um, and they, like, reference names from it. But, yeah, the 2007-2009 the is And you can very see them in the tone. bar. They're, they show on TV there's an advertisement to watch the original Halloween film on TV that night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand nine. It, it's like it's it's a remake. It's its very own story. That it does not it does not connect to nineteen seventy eight. So yeah, maybe that's why those two are a bit of an outlier. I am trying to get used to all these horror franchises. As somebody that loves I'm, watching films, I feel like I need to watch these classics because uh, I have not seen any of these fo- any of these movies. So yeah, every October I'll try and watch one of these horror franchises as well. But I haven't seen the Texas Chainsaw or uh, Friday the 13th, like you've mentioned. Would you say Halloween is, like, on a higher level compared to these other franchises? Or, or, or are they um, all how about at the similar? end, after we discuss all the Halloween movies? Okay, we can then perfect. Yeah, we'll do, like, a bit of an comparing. overview. That sounds good. Yeah, an overview comparing this to other franchises we've seen. Because yeah. I don't know much about also, Slasher. Yeah, I think this is the first official Slasher franchise I've seen. I watched all the Saw films earlier this year as well, so I've seen two horror franchises. Okay, and I consider Saw most definitely part of the Slasher. Oh, maybe not quite. It's, it's a little different than Slasher, but fairly yeah. similar. One, one central bad guy... Who goes seeks out to kill as many people as possible, you know, That's in his fair. own various That's ways. That's good. I've always considered a slasher franchise myself, but I understand if other people don't. There's a whole bunch. I've seen most at this point. I think I've seen all the major besides the Hannibal Lecter films. I think that's the only one I still have left to do. I still have to finish like some of the uh, the Leprechaun movies. Like I'm only halfway through the Leprechaun. I think nice. I have one or two uh, Friday 13th or a. Uh, nightmare on elm street movies left i think i have like the last one of both of those still nice okay yeah no that makes sense um man i wish i plan on watching the saw ones i kind of just watched them because they're all online uh on netflix or amazon prime there's a few of them so i just ended up watching them all i wish i planned on a ranking because i had a lot to say about that franchise that franchise is quite a fucking trip but yeah it really has its ups and its downs (laughs) man yeah i man I, i was boiling after watching some of those films they drove me nuts but here we are to discuss the Halloween films. So for those that don't know, there are 12 movies. Whether or not they're all connected is a question mark that we'll try and solve ourselves and how they're connected. But there are 12 of them. And so we can start in on the list here at number 12, what we consider the worst film of the franchise. Neither of us have it at number 12, but that is going to be Halloween Resurrection. So I have it at 11th and Tristan has it at 11th as well. So we both have this as our... Uh, second least favorite, which ends up putting it in last. Yeah, Resurrection just wasn't good. Um, one thing I think that I've noticed, and you'll notice as you continue in watching more and more slasher franchises, somewhere in the middle of most of the franchises, they divulge to the spot where there really isn't any more of a plot. There is just a bad guy and then a random group of like teenagers. And for some reason, the bad guy wants to kill that random group of teenagers. But then random throughout the film, they'll just cut to a random another group of teenagers, a couple, male and female, in the middle of a forest or a car or something, and they'll have sex. And the entire purpose of the scene is for the girl to show her tits and then for both of them to get murdered brutally. And they come back to the main ones. And I felt that Halloween actually did a good job of not really doing this too much, where they have like a movie with no plot at all, just a bad guy killing people, and then random sex scenes with teens showing their tits, and then they get brutally murdered, and then back to more tits and back to more murders. Um, Halloween does a good job of not doing that. 
Halloween Resurrection was really the one film where I felt like it, that they, they hit that point in the franchise. Really was just a bunch of you know twenty something year old actors and actresses getting half naked and brutally murdered, and there really wasn't much semblance of a plot or anything I cared about. And it was just more of that generic slasher filler stuff that you expect to come from a slasher franchise. I never cared for anything happening in it. I can't name any of the characters in it besides Mike Myers. And I think Doctor Loomis is probably in this one because Doctor Loomis shows up in the majority of them. But he might not be in this one, and I can't remember if he is or isn't. Um, nothing in this movie really feels important or impactful. Nothing in this movie really matters um, besides, I guess, a, uh, the first five minutes of the film where Lori, uh, Lori, Laura, Lori, Lori, what's her name again? Laura? Lori, come on. The, the main character. It is Lori, not Laura. Lori's just such a weird name. Metal. No, no, it's definitely Lori. Strode. I know her last name is Strode. I know that at least. Lori <laughs> Strode gets murdered at the beginning. But it doesn't really matter because this is the last one in this sort of continuity of the franchise before it gets rebooted with the Rob Zombie ones. Um, so that doesn't matter. The fact that she gets murdered, it's pretty irrelevant. Um, and that's kind of my issue with this one. It's just, this whole movie kind of feels like the most generic sort of slasher film of the entire franchise. And yeah, this one's really, there's really not much going on in this one. It's just teens having sex in the house and then they get murdered. Yeah, by the way, uh, Dr. Loomis is not in this film because he passed away. Yeah, he passed away after Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. Did, oh, right, because these ones, right, because in these ones, no. But it doesn't matter because in Halloween Resurrection, Curse of Michael Myers never happened. No, 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 Halloween no, sorry. H2O, um, which Halloween Resurrection is a sequel to. Yeah. No, um, sorry, those um, take place after, just right after the first two ones. So it was Halloween... Halloween 2, H2O, then uh, Resurrection. Right. So Halloween 6 never happened in these ones. No, 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 but, but I'm saying, like, like, the actor passed away after the sixth movie. Oh, okay, my bad. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. But, no, yeah, no, no, all good. Uh, because... Yeah, yeah, but the character still appears in some of the, the future ones anyways, though, right? But um, not, I guess not, not the actor. I guess he never appears in anyone after six that continues from the original Halloween franchise, eh? Uh, yeah, no. After after the sixth one, um, obviously the actor Doctor no Loomis is in the Rob Zombie films, but they don't connect to the original. Right, the character comes back, um, but not the actor for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, because at the end of number six, there was a uh, in in memory of the actor, and then I looked it up, and apparently he died like right after filming. So that was like so the film was like his send off, like that, which is kind of cool that like. The franchise he was so attached to, like that was like his last film. Like at least he kind of got that yeah. nice send off. In um, the last scene, you can really tell. But you know, we're not here to discuss six. We're here to discuss resurrection. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. I think this one feels very different. First of all, and maybe it's I haven't seen the other slasher films besides Saw, but it definitely feels different. So if that's the route. Friday the 13th is going, um, maybe it wouldn't be my thing. But yeah, it just, it like feels I said, more they all like do teens. it only for like a couple films. Friday the 13th does it for like the most numerically number of films. They do it for, I feel for like the, the entire middle section of that franchise basically does this, where it's just no plot, serial killer, teenagers, boobs, murders. Those are the only four things in the movie. Um, and, and this is the only one in this franchise I feel really did that. Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, a couple of them do it, but they're much better than the Friday the 13th. Yeah. The Friday the 13th in general, just... They're, they're the worst slasher franchise. They, they, they are. Yeah, and, they're and, easily the, the, and the, Resurrection's almost just silly at a point where they're, like, electrocuting Michael Myers' balls, and it just it, it kind of gets a little too ridiculous where it's no longer 
Yeah, like and I always like some goofiness in slasher franchises, and all slasher movies have at least some goofiness to them. I feel if you're taking a slasher movie super, super serious, um, it's also just not going to be any fun. But it, there's also points to it, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a comedy, right? Because just because it be silly and playful, it doesn't mean I want it to be a comedy or I want it to be egregiously stupid. Um, and, and as you highlighted with the, the electrocuting on the balls, this one almost definitely gets there at parts. Yeah, it gets um, a little slashy. I often don't care for anything happening in this movie. I never care. Yeah. Uh, and my biggest issue, which you kind of said wasn't a big deal, but I absolutely hate the first 10 to 15 minutes where Lori dies. I think that entire section is just terrible. It kind of goes against the last film. Well, it goes completely against the last film, H H twenty or H two O or whatever it's called. Uh, I call it H two O. I think H twenty is the problem. I think it's actually H twenty, but everyone calls it H two O. Yeah, that Halloween film. uh, We'll get to it when we eventually get to that movie. But it has a fantastic ending. Like it has an incredible ending to Michael Myers and Laurie's storyline. It's perfect. Um, and Lori, or the actress Jamie Lee Curtis, thought that that's where the film was ending. But they told her, oh, well, that movie was pretty successful. Guess we're doing Halloween Resurrection. And uh, you can be in the film or not, Curtis. We're doing it without, with or without you. We're making money, baby. And so Curtis was very upset and said, fine, I'll do the movie only if you kill me off. Because I never want to be, like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Let's just end our storyline, kill me off, and it's done. And you can tell, because she is in it for barely anything of the film like the laurie's character is completely thrown out the window honestly i think it was better if she just never reappeared she yeah didn't need oh to be i agree and when i said it didn't matter i meant the movie made it feel like it didn't matter that scene had no stakes in the film is why i said it had no matter. connection yeah no connection but yeah it had no connect it didn't matter in the rest of the movie and that's why i hated that scene i hated the beginning of it i hated how they ended her storyline because it didn't make sense it's it's the most impactful death in any of the halloween films Yet it felt way less significant than just when they kill off a random boyfriend of the main yeah. character or a random side character. It had no weight, no stakes to it. You felt no connection. It was just, he showed up, he kills her, he leaves, the movie continues, they act like it never happened. So, like, the title tricked me. It's called Halloween Resurrection. I thought the entire time I was waiting for Jamie Lee Curtis to come back to life. I was like, oh, there's no way that's her death. Like, obviously, she's the main character. She's I didn't even die. think of that connection with the whole resurrection. Yeah. I was like, there's subtitle. no way she's going to die, right? Like, that was the wimpiest death I've seen in all of film. Like, it was fucking terrible. I was like, oh, she's definitely coming back. And I was waiting and waiting. And by the time, like... After about like an hour in, I was like, okay, if they haven't even hinted at it now, it's just not going to happen. Like that was just pointless. Oh no, that was it. Yeah, that that was the whole movie, man. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, and Halloween Resurrection was just not not good. Yeah, and spoiler for H two O for those that haven't seen it, I just want to quickly connect the two. So she cuts off Michael Myers' head, and it is then to be implied that she finally killed him. She finally took him out. This is it. This is the moment. Uh, it felt like the perfect ending to Halloween, honestly. If they ended it with that, I would have been fine with it. Um, that she finally took out the big enemy hunting her down all these films. It was awesome. And then Resurrection has the fucking audacity to say that she killed a random dude that wore the mask. That wasn't even Michael Myers. Yeah, that's true. It had the gall. <laughs> to be like, nah. She she somehow mistakenly took the one person that she spent her entire life out to, to, to defeat. The one person she spent the past, like, 20 years, you know, obsessing over. And she just mistook it for some random guy. Yeah. 
So now it's not this hero moment where she took out the big villain. It is she murdered an innocent person and decapitated him. In cold blood. Yeah. Just brutally murdered so an innocent So all of a man. sudden, it For took... For no reason yeah. he was wearing a mask. And so like most sequels that are really, really bad, right? Like I'm trying to think of like a really terrible sequel at the top of mind, but... Uh, did you got any in, uh, in mind here, Tristan? Like a really great. But I film. know, like in Independence Day two is and Zoolander two, but I haven't seen those ones. So the first Zoolander, great. So the second Zoolander is terrible, but it, it doesn't impact the original. Like, the original is still the original; it's still on its own. It doesn't ruin that film for you. This movie really does try to ruin H two O for me. It really does try to tell me that final moment is not true. Like it actually go it actively goes after one of the best moments in this entire franchise and says, nope, we're retconning it. That was an innocent man that she killed and he's still alive. Like, why doesn't Resurrections just pretend that that final scene didn't happen? Like, why doesn't it just retcon it like what it constantly does in this franchise? Why doesn't it just start off with, oh, Michael Myers actually murdered Laurie. Anyways, here's the film. Like, why is it mention that car scene? Like, that is clearly attacking that scene. It was crazy. It was horrible. Yeah, it was really bad. Like, not only did it, like, just completely drop the ball on everything that the one prior to built up, it completely retconned the one prior to yeah. into being, making the climax of the movie be not only completely irrelevant, but tell a very different story to the point where, you know, the main character who we've come to love and know uh, brutally murders a man for no reason. Uh, which, which I think is, is oftentimes, of course, the franchise is about killing people, but there, that should have weight to it, the fact that she murdered a random bystander. But it never does, because nothing in this resurrect has any weight to it. And it didn't matter. Much like Laurie Strode dying herself didn't matter. Yeah, um, and I don't want to spoil my thoughts on H2O, but like that is probably my favorite moment in the entire franchise. Her killing Michael Myers. Like, absolutely insane. I was actually like pumping my fist. I was like, fuck yes, that was epic. That was awesome. And then I turned on that movie the next morning and I was just so pissed. I was like, how fucking dare they? Like, how dare they just try to pretend... It, that that moment didn't happen. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So. It's also a very clear example of they made a not planning on having a sequel at all. It got really popular and they went, oh shit, we have to have a sequel yeah. now. Well, that's what and it They had nothing set up for a sequel at all, which is nothing set up. They, they tried to like somehow erase everything in the prior movie. So now the super successful movie you had is now just all irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can make a second movie that's just not successful in no one. Well, clearly that's what happened because Curtis was under the impression that that was it. Like, that was her send-off. Like, that was the yeah. big moment. And it really well, felt like Well, clearly they weren't planning for a sequel because they fucking killed Michael Myers. Yeah. If you're having a sequel, you leave him alive. Yeah. Like you did in the very, very first one. When it, it cut back to, to the window and he was gone. He, he ran away. Spoilers for the first one. It's an 80-year-old movie. You can figure it out. Yeah, this one was not good. What do we have for second worst? What's the second worst? Yeah, so the second worst uh, at number 11, it's actually my least favorite, and that is going to be Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Halloween 5. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I have it the at 12. Uh, this is my least favorite, and Tristan has it at 10, so uh, he's only a three yeah, spots higher. Um, yeah, and for it, me, uh, the reason why this is number 12 for me uh, is, you know, as, as frustrating as Resurrection was, at least I had passion towards the terrible decisions they made. Uh, for me, Halloween 5 is arguably one of the most boring films I've ever seen. It is, it is just fucking, it is a drag. It feels like it's three hours and it's only like 90 minutes. It is so painfully long and boring for me. Like I could not tell you a single fucking thing that happened in that. No, no. I was about to say, not yeah. only is it long and boring, it is completely and utterly forgettable. Yeah. 
Uh, no joke, I, re I I watched a 30-minute summary of it this morning of like some YouTuber uh, de describing the film just to refresh my mind. And I still don't, I, I still, I, I already forgot it. Like, I don't know what happened in this movie. It's just a blur. It is just Michael Myers stabs some people. Uh, there's a girl in it. Uh, there, there's Loomis. There's, that's about it. Um, that's pretty much all I remember. Yeah, the fifth one was sort of like a, a direct sequel to the, set, to the fourth one, right? It happened like yeah. right after the pretty much. But yeah, the, besides that, I remember like the little girl... Jamie, that's her name, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. See, this morning, I did the same as Quentin did, but uh, I just read the Wikipedia uh, plot summary for all the movies in the franchise, except for, like, the couple I really do remember. Yeah, the ones. Uh, so basically for the fourth, fifth, sixth, and then H2O and Resurrection. Um, I read the, the plot summaries of all, all of those ones, and they, um, uh, I still can't remember what number five was about. Right? I just remember it was, it was, I don't remember the girl was still in it. She was only in the fourth and fifth. She wasn't really in the sixth. I mean, the character technically was, but the girl wasn't. But yeah, I can't really remember too much about what happened. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's it, a bit of a blur. It's the most forgettable one of the series, that's for sure. It's easily the most forgettable. When I mentioned it's real boring, it is very boring. I put it third worst because it was super boring and super forgettable, but I didn't have any like, active things at point. I go, that was terrible. <laughs> There's problems with the, the two I had below. This one, this one, like, the only problem with it was how boring and forgettable. No, that's fair. It's just, uh, if I have absolutely nothing to remember from this film, to me, it, 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 it's a failure. Like, if the film cannot make me even enjoy or remember a single thing, it's just nothing to me. And so, yeah, this is my least favorite, just based on the fact that I really think this is truly boring. I'm sure people really like it. It just got a 4K release uh, a few weeks ago, so I guess people do enjoy this film. Um, but it's, it's just not for me, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. One thing I did find interesting, though, when I was reading the article here, Quentin, I read the article. So the article I read this morning, the beginning of it was talking about a bunch of stuff that was supposed to be in the film. And I don't want to too much spoilers about the sixth one, but the sixth one does get a lot more paranormal and stuff. It sort of tries to explain the, the origin of, of, yeah. of Michael Myers. And we'll talk more about that when we get to the sixth one. Apparently, they were supposed to uh, introduce a lot of those sort of elements into the fifth one. And I'm sure you don't remember this character. Apparently, there's one of the main characters who was supposed to be one of the main characters was like this man in black. Um, he was just like a guy who wore all black. He only appeared at the very, very end, but it's supposed to be in it, like throughout. It's supposed to be much more important. It's supposed to introduce a lot of like the cult and supernatural elements that are in, in the sixth one, in the fifth one. So the fifth one's supposed to have a much more like the supernatural and start introducing the origin of, of, of Michael Myers. But then they felt like the audience wouldn't like it and wouldn't get attached to that, so they cut a lot of that out. I think that's why it ended up feeling really boring and dull and nothing really happening, because they didn't actually have a plot. They took the plot out of the movie. The plot they had for the movie, they said, nah, people aren't going to like this. Let's just not have a plot. They took it out. And so then there really just wasn't one. Yeah, there and really isn't much. Yeah. Continuation of the fourth, but not actually introducing anything happening in the sixth, because it didn't actually lead up to it at all. So it's just sort of like a boring, just sort of slug to the end, and nothing really happening. It's just sort of like... Everything they didn't tie up in the fourth one, and they tied up most of it in the fourth one, really. They tied up in this one, and that's pretty much it. There really wasn't any, they didn't add anything new in this one because of that. And they, uh, because of that, I think that's why this one's so forgettable. There's just nothing. Maybe if they kept the plot, it would have been a bit higher on my list. I'm sure it would have been. It really, that was my main reason. I was just so utterly bored by this film. Not that the rest that. of it was good. The rest of it was subpar at best. Yeah. But I, um, you know, it, it seemed like it might have had a little potential. But then again, they got rid of it for a reason, so I'm guessing it sucked, the original plot. That's true, yeah. I would hate to see the movie that they thought was worse than this, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
All right, so we can move on to number 10 here, and we are finally at Tristan's least favorite, and that was uh, the movie he briefly mentioned here. Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. So Tristan yeah. has it at 12, and I have it at 8, so I bumped it up a, a little bit oh, here. Oh, wow. Yeah, even though this is, like, my least favorite, I don't, like, hate it any more than, like, Resurrection or number 5. I think all three of them are equally as not good. I don't think any of them are particularly good in general. Yeah. So, yeah, I put this one as the worst. As I mentioned when I was talking about the fifth one, they started introducing some, like, super natural elements into this one, which I'm sure some people really enjoyed. I felt weren't really necessary or entertaining or relevant. And they tried to, like, a, uh, explain why Michael Myers was so evil and, and why he was, a uh, you know, doing the things he was doing. But I don't really know if we really ever need slashers and serial killers to be explained. No. Like, have we ever really learned why real serial killers kill lots of people? Do we know why Tim Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer did what they did? Like, not really, right? Like, they're psychotic, crazy people, you know, who are evil individuals. And that's pretty much enough explanation for slasher characters, particularly Michael Myers, who might have always felt pretty understandable. He's always just trying to kill his own family. Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like we just didn't need it. I felt it wasn't interesting. It wasn't relevant. Um, and this one kind of continues. So they call us like the Halloween 4, 5, and 6, you know, the Thorn trilogy. Because um, here in the sixth one, they introduce like the King of Thorns or whatever it is, or the Curse of the Thorn. That's it. Hence the Curse of Michael Myers. Michael Myers is cursed by the, the Thorn. Um, and they're going to introduce the Thorn elements into the fifth one, but they never did. And, and so because of that, this one, is, it really feels slacked on at the end. It felt, since they didn't introduce anything in the fifth one, it made the sixth one really feel like they didn't really know what else to do or where to take the franchise. And if you don't know what else to do or where to take the franchise, you just go, ah, I go with some stuff to it. And you make it spookier somehow. I don't know. It didn't land for me. I didn't care for it. And that's probably why this is my least favorite. Yeah, I think I was in a really good mindset when I watched this film. Maybe it was because it was just after the fifth one. Uh, I think that really helped it as well because I was, I was just ready to watch something kooky at this point, something not dreadfully boring. And this film delivered. It was very kooky. I was I was cracking up quite a bit, especially the father of the the house that was Michael Myers. This new family's living in it, and the father he is just so over the top evil that it is hilarious. Like he's, everybody's so cartoonish. Where like the mother's calling him and she's like, "Did you know this was Michael Myers' house? This is haunted." And he's like, responds with, "Bitch." Do you think that's an issue? Like, what? stop crying me a river. It's just a house. Don't give me this stupid ghost stories. Like, that was his response to this woman being very upset about this realization. Like, man, he, everybody was so cartoonishly evil in this. So I, I I just laughed a lot. I just, I, you know, it's not great. It's pretty terrible, actually. But I put it at eight because I did laugh quite a bit. I thought the woman dying in the laundry outside, that was really funny uh, and really fun. So I thought some of the kills were pretty entertaining. Uh, Paul Rudd, I thought he was super creepy and weird. That he was really oh, yeah, funny. Paul Rudd was in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember he popped up in one. Uh, yeah. He didn't make any. He was great, of course. It's Paul Rudd, but he didn't yeah. make the movie though. Yeah, uh, like everyone was so not normal. Like there, nobody acted like a human being in this film. They all acted I think that's like. That's one reason characters. why I hated it. I hate it when things feel unnatural. Uh, yeah. You're not supposed to. When people who are supposed to talk like normal people, and you can tell they're not talking the way people talk at all. I hate that. When it feels like someone's writing the lines that they're saying, it, you lose me. Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. This film was pretty bad. And 
it, the charm started to wear off a little bit for me. Like, what, it's 90 minutes long? I think, like, the last 30 minutes. Like, the first hour, I had a good time. But, yeah, I think, like, the last 30 minutes when we got to, like, the cult and we started getting, like, it's just, it started to drag a little bit it's for not me. Stupid. Like, yeah. I like slasher films. Yeah. Slasher films are supposed to be simple. You got a guy, you got a group of people, he kills them. Yeah. That's the movie. We don't need ghosts and cults and domestic. We don't need all this bull crap, all right? Yeah, yeah, I got a little, too, yeah, yeah, it got a little too uh, expository for me. I agree with that. So it started to lose me a bit. I agree, this movie's yeah. terrible, but I'm not gonna lie, I, I was entertained. I laughed quite a bit. That's fair. Yeah. All right, we can move on to number eight here. Or sorry, uh, number nine. We're not skipping one here. We're moving on to number nine, and that is going to be uh, finally a, a more recent film. It's going to be Halloween 2, the 2009 version. So the second Rob Zombie film. Tristan had this yeah. at eight, and I had it at nine. Okay, so we're pretty close here. Yeah, yeah, we're um, pretty much on the same page. Yeah, the second Rob Zombie one, um, I did not like it anywhere near as much as the first Rob Zombie one. If there was another one that was sort of like in that resurrection, where it felt sort of like a generic slasher type thing, it'd probably be this one. Where it's really just like, you know, serial killer runs into a group of teenagers and kill them. But I guess I just said exactly what I want in a slasher room, which is what you want. You know, a bad guy and a group of teenagers, he kills them. But a... um. I'm really strong to remember what happened in this one, if I'm being real. With yeah, you. no, I'm with you. This one, I don't remember much that happens... We'll get to it eventually, but to me, it's pretty similar to Halloween Kills, the, the brand new one, where it just feels like random people dying to Michael Myers, and and, that, and that's it. Like, it's just a Michael Myers story of him just killing people, and, like, it's fun. Like, I, like you know, it's, it's fine. I, I had a fun time with both these films, but both of them kind of struggle with, uh, who am I rooting for? Who, who, like, what's the story? Like, it's just a guy running up to one person, kills him, 10 minutes later, Walks up to another person, kills him. Like there, there is no focal point. There is no story we're really following. It's just people dying. It, it, it's you know, there's some interesting deaths. I had fun with it, um, but nothing at all worth revisiting. It, 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 you're right. Very, very generic. Uh, yeah, he mostly just walks around killing people. There's not much of a plot in this one. I remember the whole thing about this one. Um, it takes place what, like 20 years after the first Rob Zombie one or something like that. Loomis or the new Dr. Loomis, the new actor, he's wrote, written another book, but a bunch of people think it's really insensitive that he wrote another book. Uh, I guess that's like sort of the main conflict of the movie was Dr. Loomis and sort of his own ego in this one. And, the, you know, how his right. ego sort of blinds him. He believes he's the only one who can defeat Michael Myers. And then he runs into the shed completely ill-prepared at all, understanding the, the nature or the reality of Michael Myers and, you know, the beast he is. Even though Dr. Loomis believes he's the only person who, who feels like he understands it. I guess something like that, so it's the main plot point, or the main focal point, this idea that Dr. Loomis has invested so much of his life into understanding Michael Myers and, and research on Michael Myers. He feels like he, he actually can communicate with Michael Myers, even though he can't, because you, you, can't, you, know, you can't reason with crazy. Right, um, and I do think that's a good storyline. I actually do like the fact that they have this setup of this guy's ego being his downfall, of him losing to Michael Myers because he's in his own delusion. But, yeah, and I think it would be really great if he was the main character of the movie. But he wasn't. The main character of the movie was a random group of teenagers. Yeah, and also, I don't think he's a good lead character. I think if we had a Lori or some other character as the lead character, I agree. If we had like a Lori, someone who's yeah. more level-headed, and who was the one who didn't understand Michael. I feel yeah. like this was Lori in this movie at all? No. No, yeah. I feel like if we had Lori, 
And Lori oh, well, well, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. I was thinking Jamie Lee Curtis. She's not it, but the character Lori uh, is in it. I, I don't think she's very prevalent. I don't think she's that important. No, she. Yeah, I think she's in the beginning, but not important at yeah. all. By no means focuses on her. We don't even need Jamie Lee Curtis. I think we just need Lori herself. Or, right. Yeah. Know, exactly. This a Lori-like character. Someone who spent their life also dedicated to, to, to finding and hunting Michael and, and finding you know ways to defeat Michael, but someone who doesn't do it from this perversive sort of. I, I can defeat Michael because I'm smarter than him. I understand him. I, I, I hack the psyche. More so just someone who's level-headed, who's reasonable. He goes, I can defeat Michael because I know how to use a gun and I got one. You know what I mean? Like someone who's just going to beat Michael because he can beat Michael. Yeah. Not someone who can beat Michael because they believe they're the smartest person in the world. And I did like that, the downfall of Dr. Loomis. It's the first time we've really seen Dr. Loomis and, and Michael sort of go toe-to-toe, you know, really, right? The first time where, we're, you know, one of them truly defeats the other. And I think it was in a spectacular way. I think that was the best part of the movie. Yeah. I, I think that was the more important part of the movie. Uh, it, this would be a better movie. But like I said, the issue of this movie is it was It had this great subplot, but it threw it away in favor of attractive teenagers. Yeah, and, exactly. And I feel like that's a, a trap that this movie and Halloween Resurrection fell into. And then because of that, both of them are significantly worse than their previous counterparts. And because of that, that's why neither one of them got a third movie in the franchise. I think Loomis's downfall um, is pretty satisfying. I actually think the storyline for him is good. If there was a main storyline and he was that fun side storyline, which he is, but there is no main storyline that we can really hook onto here. We got Loomis. We got uh, you know we, we got Michael Myers killing people. Uh, th- that's pretty much it. We don't have like an actual story that we can you know follow and root for. Yeah, once if they just brought Laurie Strode into this, it made her main character. I mean, her a point, make her like a foil to Dr. Loomis. I guess we're like a, th- a triangle of, you know, three opposing forces, three opposing factors, right? You got the psychotic Michael Myers, you know, the, the delusional Dr. Loomis and the, the beaten down and given up Strode. I think that would be a much better three-way conflict in the end and a much better resolution. But they didn't do that. And I, I think because of that, it's much really Yeah. So I think this is the first one where I feel the past were all equally as bad. I think it's a half a step, a quarter step up from those ones, but still by no means a good movie. Yeah, okay, I'll go. I'll agree with that. I think this is half a step better than the ones we've discussed. Well, actually, I have Curse of Michael Myers higher by one just because it's funnier. Um, but yeah, like it's definitely better than Five and Resurrection for me. Um, so yeah, I'll agree with that. It's not terrible by any means. It's just so generic. I don't think I would ever revisit it. But we can move on to number eight here, which I have lower than Halloween 2 here. And that's going to be Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Mm. So Tristan has this at 7. I have this at 10. For me, this film is similar to Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, where it's relatively boring for the most part. There's some scenes I enjoy. I like how the Jamie girl, uh, she's pretty important in this film. And I think she's a pretty good child actress. I like her wanting the clown costume, which is a good callback to the very first film uh, when michael was a child uh there's some scenes that i enjoyed uh and there's some scenes i just dropped the ball like i feel like this is the first one like the first three films they feel very like unique or well made uh but this film had storylines just just made no sense like the drunk people all of a sudden want to fight him and they show them like for four different scenes saying how they're gonna look him hunt him down and kill michael myers and <laughs> they finally go up to him and they go uh, actually we don't want to fight him let's just head back and i was like that this is an 80-minute movie, and we spent 10 to 15 minutes with these guys, and nothing happened. See, I don't remember those guys at all. Yeah, it was a bunch of drunk guys, and like, I, 
they weren't going to defeat Michael Myers. I thought it was just setting up a really cool destruction where Michael Myers just completely destroys these guys. But no, they run up to uh, the little girl, I believe the little girl, but it, or one of the other main characters. They run up to one of them and they go, oh, Michael Myers is behind this door. I just saw him. He is right there. And they go, you know what? Ah, we don't need to open the door. Let, let, let's head back to the bar. Let's get some more drinks. And then they just leave. And that was their storyline. So do you got anything to say about Halloween Fortress? Yeah, I mean, this one is one, another one of the very... I think the whole Thorn trilogy, which is the middle, Halloween 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. That whole group, that is the most forgettable part of Halloween. I This is the part of Halloween I care the least about. Uh, I put this one a little higher. As you already mentioned, I liked Jamie. I thought Jamie was a cool character. I thought she was an interesting character. I kind of liked what she was adding to the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they brought Michael Byers back on this one. There were some things I liked in this one. I didn't remember the drunk guys in it at all. Uh, when I read the Wikipedia article about it, I don't believe they were mentioned in it at all, uh, which shows you how re- <laughs> irrelevant they are. Um, so the things I did remember, I enjoyed mostly. I thought this one was a perfect, fine movie. No, no, that's fair. Uh, we could just have right like you know. pretty much on the dot middle of the franchise, or you know, one yeah. below middle of the franchise. Very much right in the middle. It's a run of the mill Halloween film. You got Michael Myers killing people. You got people screaming. You got what you want in a Halloween film. It's fine. Exactly. So we can move on to number seven here. A one that I'm shocked is this low. Uh, this is probably one of the more beloved films, but it's going to be Halloween Two, like the sequel to the original uh we both have it at number six so we're both on the same page here tristan i thought i was gonna be the one that had the hot take that uh this movie is just a lot more boring than the original this one just it feels pretty boring Uh, there's definitely scenes that i enjoy uh there's some storylines that are pretty good and the film is directed and shown very well with a great score but um much more boring than the original I, i felt like getting stuck in a hospital the whole time or for most of the film was not a great setting, um, especially to like show naked girls like they had for a few scenes and to show them like murder people. I feel like uh, yeah, it's not yeah. a way to, to show tits in the hospital, which I I respect their moxie for that. They really went out of their way for it. Yeah, like there was a hot tub in the hospital. I, I don't know many hospitals that have a hot tub, but they 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 found um, one in this one, so we can get some naked wet titties. Well, of course, we gotta have naked wet titties in there. Yeah, so you know, yeah, I appreciate the effort that he made to have that. And- yeah, you know, I actually like. He's like, I remember, I really liked. Yeah, I think Halloween Two was great. I agree the the hospital setting. Um, no, I feel like they should have just left the hospital at some point. I think it was a good way, place to start, yep. or maybe a good place to end. I feel like we could have had at least half the movie somewhere else, other than the hospital. Uh, I feel that would have been better just to shake it up a bit. But I really, really liked Halloween Two. In fact, when you mentioned how I put the six, I'm like, wow, that feels low. So I actually reopened up my ranking list here. I didn't have it open until now. But you're right. Looking at the other ones that have above it, I would put I put this one sick. I like the ones that have above it better than it. Uh, but I do think this is the first one. I got, there's still one more I have below we haven't talked about yet. So uh, this one and the ones above this one form, I, I do believe they're all good movies. I actually, I, I do like the ones above this one quite a bit. I, yeah, I think this one this one's solid. I think this one is a good movie. I think it's a great follow-up to the original. I, I think most of the time they drop the ball in the sequels. I think this this one was a, a good, a deserved follow-up to the original. Um, I think Halloween 2 is quite good, actually. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, this is a good film. This is definitely not on the same level as these other ones. I have no, a good, I'm sure a step up yeah, again. Yeah, I have it a good star or so higher than the rest of the films we discussed uh, for my letterbox. So I definitely think this is um, a much bigger step in the right direction. 
yeah, Halloween two. Halloween two is a good one. I agree. The hospital setting, I think, it's the biggest act. The fact that it does take place immediately the same night, immediately after the first one. But I don't think they really planned on that. So I think they killed a lot of the characters in the first one. And so they kind of had to introduce new characters in this one that weren't really in or talked about in the first one, even though it's the same night. Um, so that was also sort of that kind of felt forced. But other than those sort of two, the hospital setting and the, the forced character additions, besides that, I, I really do enjoy it. And the score, I couldn't mention the score in this one. And the score in the original, man, the scores in those ones are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get that with the original, but it's a very iconic score. I really like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we can move on to number six here, and this is going to be Halloween Kills. So this is the newest one that just came out, I believe, uh, a few weeks ago. Tristan has this at number four, uh, and I have it at number seven. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I thought this was great. I I had fun watching this one. I like this one a lot. I agree with half what you said. I I feel like I had fun watching it, but I really didn't like it. Uh, I feel like this film, man, we'll we'll eventually get to 2018 uh, Halloween, but it is a major step down. I watched them both uh, the same day, and it just feels like a massive uh, step down here, mostly due to Laurie. Uh, We'll get into this when we get to some of these other films, but uh, I'm a major Laurie fan. I really like her as a character. I think her as a lead is fantastic. Uh, I don't even, you know, I, I don't really like Michael Myers. He just walks around with a mask. I'm like, hey, what, whatever, who cares about this guy? But Lori is cool. And in 2018, she is a total badass. She's fantastic. And so for Halloween Kills, I was just excited to see more Lori killing Michael Myers, you know, uh, being a badass. And she's just in a bed the whole time. She doesn't do anything. Like, why Why did they think this was a good idea, Tristan? I, Lori I think what terrible. they're trying to do was pay a little homage to the original Halloween 2, since this is yeah. the second yeah. Halloween, where it's all takes place in a hospital and she's in a hospital time. This movie doesn't all take place in a hospital, just all of Lori's stuff takes place in a hospital. But I think it was a decent way to do it. I, so that's why I don't mind the hospital setting as much as this one. Hospital, again, hospital's a cool setting. Just don't keep the whole movie there. Right. Um, Which doesn't you're right, her movie better in this one. I do think Lori's character isn't as interesting in this movie as she was in the 2018 one. Not at all. And you're right. Typically, in the Halloween movies, there are only, I guess, three characters normally. You have Laurie, Michael Myers, and Dr. Loomis. Of course, Dr. Loomis isn't in these ones because he will, you know, as Quentin mentioned, he passed away after filming the sixth one. But they do introduce, in 2018, two more pivotal characters, of course, being Laurie Schrode's daughter and Laurie Schrode's granddaughter, um, who are both now pretty important characters in this new trilogy we're getting. Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends, uh, which comes out next year. I really enjoyed Halloween. Like I said, I, the biggest thing was fun. I think this is possibly the most fun of all the Halloween movies in my opinion. I thought this one was super fun. I really also liked, I liked a lot of stuff. Um, this is the first time I feel like where we see the other residents of Haddonfield besides just like Laurie Strode and like her group of friends or whatever, really understand that Michael Myers is out there. He's around, he's alive, and he's a threat. And we got to deal with this. How are we going to deal with this threat? And I liked that. We never see people actually get together and figure out, oh, crap, we got to find a solution to this. Let's do it, right? And we see that in this one. We see the panic in people's faces. People start freaking out. We have a whole, you know, the mob mentality of people trying to find out who, who Michael Myers is, where is he hiding, let's stop him, how can we stop him? You don't see that in any of the other movies, and you don't see that in a lot of other slasher franchises. Never in Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street do you see whole mobs of people find out that there is a serial killer out there who's murdering people. You know, you'll ever get groups like three or four police officers or five or six teenagers, and that's it. 
right? You never get like mobs and of people and an entire city hunting down for this one serial killer who still manages to to hide from them and kill them and pick them off slowly and all that kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed that part of it. I thought that was really fun, the whole mob scene in the hospital, all that kind of stuff. Spoiler alert for a new movie. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, this is a brand new movie. Should we give spoilers on it? Hopefully, people. I, I kind of forgot yeah. this is such a brand new movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot as well. But yeah, hopefully, people all new to are us. aware. Like, I haven't seen any of them. I forgot, like, this is new to everyone. Yeah, yeah. To, to us, it all just feels like it came out at the same time. But obviously, this one yeah, came yeah. out uh, just a few weeks ago. So hopefully, people that haven't seen the film are, you know, uh, skipping this this part of the podcast. But, you know, uh, also, you know, there's not a whole bunch to spoil for this movie. I, you know, I, I guess that's a spoiler yeah. in itself. But, like, it's to me this one just feels like okay let's quickly like we, we want to have a filler episode between the showdown of 2018 and then how it does kind of feel i it kind of feels sort of like a what they did like jurassic park fallen kingdom or yeah. those kind of things where it feels like they have the first movie and it was really very really great and they have a really great idea for the second movie but it starts at a different spot where this first one ended so yeah. we need this middle movie to transition us from here to there i agree but still make this an actual movie you know what i mean and so it's sort of like tra- that transition step. And so it, it, that's why I do have this one below 2018. I don't think it's a better movie than 2018. Um, I just really like this one also. I think this one is really fun. Um, I think Laurie Strode's character is a step down. But I think Laurie Strode's daughter, I like her way more in the second one than the first one. Um, yeah, not the granddaughter, good. but yeah. the daughter. I did not like the daughter in the first one at all. I like Laurie Strode and I like the granddaughter, but I did not like the daughter in the first one. I think she redeems herself. I think she justifies her actions in the first one. I really like her in the second one. And I think that, that, that kind of makes up for Laurie's show being a little more lackluster. Yeah. She's good. I, you know, I, I, I don't think she's nearly as interesting of a character as Laurie in the 2018. No, for movie. sure not. Uh, and I, yeah, and that's my biggest issue, is Laurie in 2018 is absolutely incredible. Like, she is a badass. She is a, a fantastic enemy for uh, for Michael Myers. We'll get into that later. But, like, she's so good. And I agree, they definitely did an homage to the Halloween 2 that we just discussed, uh, you know, the, the the film before on our ranking. But at least she faces off against Michael Myers. She doesn't see him at all in this movie. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You're right. I, I guess I never... Yeah. Like... You're, yeah, that's true, I guess. This whole movie, I thought, okay, she's in the hospital. Michael is hunting her down. The final 20 minutes is going to be her facing off against Michael in the hospital. Like the second Halloween way back in 1980s. But no, she doesn't see him. Like, I feel like the... like. What is this ending? Why do we not see this showdown? Like, even if it's a quick one, just because they want to have the third movie. Like, I didn't really like the story at all. Like, I just really, like, I just want them to meet. Like, that's all. Lori's the main character in my mind, not Michael. And she was just so sidelined in this film. And the town concept is great, but it comes to the expense of, like, the overall story, right? Like, they're basically just a body count for Michael Myers. Like, this is the most people he's killed in a film which is really cool. And there are some really cool deaths that we can talk about. But the film itself is just a body count for Michael Myers, just so then the third one feels that much more important because he's murdering so many people. But, like, the story itself isn't really anything at all. Yeah, that's fair. There's not too much of a story here. Um, I didn't love uh, the granddaughter subplot either. I thought the granddaughter subplot was very forgettable and not super relevant. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of storylines or you know like sub plot lines in this film that I really didn't like 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 the razor and then they like stole the like well, why did that five minutes have to be a thing in the movie like a lot of filler for an already pretty long movie 
But there was one scene that I really liked, Tristan. And they do a lot of callbacks to the original films. And I don't really care. But there was one callback that I thought was really cool. And that was when he kills those people at the park. And then a few other citizens come down to go check on the bodies. And the three people he killed, he put on the three masks from the third Halloween movie. And I, just, I, I really liked that. I thought that was so cool. As soon as I saw the skeleton, I turned to Andrew because she watched this one with me, Halloween Lives. This is the only one she saw because she was like, oh, it's 2021. I guess I'll watch this one. And so as soon as I saw the skeleton mask on one of the bodies, I went, oh, Andrea is going to be the pumpkin and the witch mask next. Like, watch this. And sure enough, I just thought showing the three masks, because they never referenced the third one anymore. It was a really cool reference uh, that didn't feel forced. Like, you know, Michael Meyer, he does goofy stuff. Uh, this felt, like, pretty in his character, and it was just a really cool callback. Yeah, it was a cool homage to, to number three, which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, it's going to come up shortly on the list. Uh, it was a good, it was a nice homage to a uh, to the third. The yeah. Sphere of the Witch. Yeah. Uh, which we can move on to number five and talk about it. Because that is going to be I, yeah, Halloween 3. I had a feeling it was going to be number five. <laughs> Season of the Witch. And Tristan might be shocked it's this high. He has it at number nine. So this is like one of his bottom films. I have it at number one, Tristan. This is my favorite Halloween Ooh. film. See, I knew, I knew it was going to be high. Because I knew you were going to have it. Um, I didn't think you were going to have it at number one. And so I was kind of surprised it did beat Halloween Kills. I, th- I, th- I was expecting it right below it. Yeah, uh, but I knew you were going to be high on this one. So go ahead, sound off. Why do you love this one so much? Uh, yeah, maybe this is why I don't like slasher films because this is like the non-Michael Myers, non-slasher film. This film is wacky. It is it, it is the perfect movie for me. I was laughing at a bunch of it. I was just having an absolutely wild time. I wanted Halloween to be an anthology after I saw this. After I saw this movie, I went, man, they should they should do this for all the Halloween films. Like this, this is fun. Where it is a toy maker who makes these masks, and if the kids wear these masks and they hear the jingle, it has the masks crush their skulls and snakes and spiders come out of it. And then there's these lasers, and that when the adults touch it, they turn into like lightsabers that cut them in half. Like it is a wild, wild movie. And uh, it's the one I remember the most. I remember most of this movie still. Uh, it was just so weird and unique and interesting. Um, and I think, uh, well, first of all, the jingle. I don't know about you, Tristan, but that jingle is like every day. It, 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 it'll just pop up in my head. Uh, the the five more days till Halloween, Halloween. Like it is such an annoying jingle that works well because the entire movie, it is the eight more days till Halloween, then seven, then six. It's like a countdown of this annoying jingle. And so when it is Halloween and the chaos ensues, you feel it like you had this countdown, this live film countdown. And my favorite scene of the entire film is the ending, Tristan. I don't know about you. Uh, this or either the Lori killing uh, Michael Myers and H2O would be my favorite ending where he's on the phone telling the news network to turn down these channels that have the commercial because it's going to crush all these children's skulls and he's yelling at them to turn it off. And they turn off two of them and the third one is still on and he's yelling, yelling, yelling for them to turn it off and then it just cuts to the jingle and then black. And it is a question of, did they turn it off in time or did every child in North America just die from this? Like that, that that's it, that's it, that's the black. That's how the film ends. And it, the way it was edited and the score, it was rising up and the and like the shots started getting quicker and quicker in that final, man, I, when that film ended, I just sat there with, holy fuck, that was awesome. Like that was a cool fucking ending, man. Yeah, uh, I really like this film. The ending, ending very cool. I agree. I love yeah. it when movies end 
on like a cliffhanger, but not like a cliffhanger where they're going to resolve. No, yeah. Like in one that leaves the audience thinking, ooh, like not knowing what the real answer is. Where there's arguments for either answer or they're left debating or the audience left thinking maybe it's this way, maybe it's that way. You know, Inception is probably the most classic example of this, right? Mm -hmm. The spin top and then you see it wobble. Is he in the dream world? Is he not? Same sort of thing here, right? You see the jingle, it goes black. They shut it off in time. Did everyone's head blow up? Nobody knows. Love that. I think that's great. Uh, the things I don't like, and the idea of an, the anthology series here. So when they're making Halloween three, they wanted to move away from Michael Myers, and they're going to have the whole Halloween franchise being an anthology franchise, where each film will be, you know, an independent or maybe two films put together will be, you know, like Halloween one or two were tied together, two films tied together, all just being sort of Halloween themes. Spooky movies. Yeah. Uh, this one didn't take off very well. So they just sort of retconned it and said, ah, screw the anthology idea with number four. And they yeah. just went into the Thorn trilogy and kept Michael Myers being the main character, which is fine. But I agree. The idea of the anthology series with the Halloween films is a really fun idea to me. And when I heard about this a while ago, how, you know, how they're going to make it an anthology series. And I heard it was called Spirit of the Witch. And this was going to be about a witch instead of Michael Myers, which I was stoked about. I'm like, you don't see a lot of movies a lot of horror movies with witches being the main antagonists anymore. Um, and I, I really thought that was really cool. I was pretty excited for that. And then I watched the movie, and boy, was I disappointed. Um, this doesn't feel like a Halloween movie at all. Uh, never once was I spooked. There's no, there's no sort of uh, suspense or tension. There's very little. I ne- it never really felt like anyone was scared, except for the very end cliffhanger. But it was never – it felt to me, honestly, when I was watching it and was – you know, closer to the end, I was telling Hayden about this as we were watching it. It felt more like a James Bond movie than a, than a Halloween movie. It was about one good-looking cop guy who goes into a small town, meets up with some down-on-her-luck news reporter. They shake up in a motel room. Then they go and save the world from some evil genius with a big, masterful plan. And he foils, he puts them in a trap, and they escape, and they foil the plan and save the day. It felt way more like a James Bond movie than a Halloween film. I was never scared. There's never any tension or horror elements. There's no jump scares or spooky noises or sounds. I've never, you know, at all did it feel like a, a horror film or, or any sort of good horror film. It felt much more like a, a subpar action movie from, the, from you know, the 80s than, than a horror film. It didn't feel like a Halloween movie at all, and not just there, but because besides the, the, the annoying jingle and kids wearing masks, there's very few Halloween elements to it, I felt. I, I didn't, it, it didn't feel like a horror film. It didn't feel like a Halloween that's why I didn't like this one. There are things about that were really great. Um, I, you know, I liked the jingle and the countdown towards the end, the big cliffhanger at the end, but there wasn't anything scary about it, nothing spooky about it. There, there, it was just a, a James Bond movie with a less interesting main character and more gruesome deaths, which I guess equates it to be just as good as a normal James Bond. Yeah, so which sure. I guess I rank slightly worse than a normal Halloween movie. Yeah, so, so I was going to say, I think I already got the Halloween fans pissed at me for having the only non-Michael Myers film as my favorite, but I'll piss off the James Bond fans as well by saying that uh, Halloween 3 is better than any James Bond film I've ever seen. Uh, I, I don't know how you're comparing it to that. Uh, James Bond is... No, no, thematically and like structurally, they're very similar. About um, just one good-looking dude shakes up with some good-looking woman, and they go save the world from an evil villain superplot. It's the exact same thing as any James Bond movie. Um, like, I, I, I could see the comparison. I, I still think it's very different in its tone. Like, it's still very, like, yeah, Halloween-esque. It's way more action-y than horror-y. But and- I think it's more comparable to, like, a Goosebumps story. Where, like, it's got, like, some creepy elements at the end with, like, the, oh my gosh, what happened? Um, and with the whole anthology thing of 
like some crazy new concept that they're going to be doing for every film as in just this movie but like it comes off as like you're just reading a goosebump book where it's like meant for kids it's not really scary uh but it's still like in the halloween atmosphere it's still got like that chilling ending on what's gonna happen um but really at the end of the day it's not gonna scare kids like like you know like they're not gonna get too spooked by it but uh, I, I thought this film was scarier than other Halloween films. I thought that when the kid's head got crushed in that pumpkin mask, when they tested on that one nuclear family uh, in the testing room, like, I wasn't having nightmares, but I did go, oh, wow, they killed a kid on screen. That's pretty creepy, right? Like, I thought that was way more interesting than some of these other Halloween films. I'm not going to call it scary. This film is definitely not scary. It wouldn't be my top five scariest Halloween films on this list. Um, but I thought it had enough thrills in it to justify it being under the halloween umbrella i i, I, yeah, I liked besides, it besides it being just not super halloweeny i think the biggest crux of this film is it's just kind of boring oh no i disagree with that this is very very entertaining man when that old lady picked up that coin in the hotel room and it just blasted her head with a laser come on it is absurdly hilarious I don't know what you're talking about. I, I laughed so much in this film. I had a really fun time. And the times I didn't laugh was when, like, the kid's head was crushed and that ending, like, I was either laughing or I was going, oh, crap, that's pretty fucked up. Like, I don't know. I, th I had a really good time with this movie. Um, I'm not surprised it didn't have it ranked high. Uh, everybody seems to be yeah, down on this film. I have film. also another big thing you're we, we came here today to rank Halloween movies, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And when I'm putting on a Halloween movie, that's the last thing I want to see. Like I said, nothing of this felt like a Halloween movie. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It, it felt like it, it, it's it's just not a very fun film. To, like, I don't know. I didn't like it at all. It wasn't very good. Okay. I had a really fun time, but I do agree with you. It is not a Halloween film. I remember no, after I watched it. Yeah. Halloween film. it yeah. It's more like a James Bond or an action film than a Halloween film. It's overall. I, oh, I also didn't care for the main character. I keep calling him like a less charismatic James Bond because he is. He's like a stick in the mud. I, I didn't care for the main character at all. I agree with that. I never I got interested in the main character. He pales in comparison to Laurie Strode or even right. Jamie, who was the main character in the next trilogy. Um, she, he wasn't interesting. I, I, I never liked him. And The Witch, I mentioned how earlier I was wanting, I was really interested in a, in a horror movie with the back Witch. This was the least interesting witch ever. It was a boring businessman with like a James Bond plot villain bad guy. And then he's like, I am a witch. He, he, he's like a normal guy who just calls himself a witch. He, I don't know. A dude that makes masks uh, that can crush people, I don't know. I, I wouldn't call him normal. But yeah, I agree that he's not a witch. Uh, I think the title is a little misleading. Uh, and honestly, after I watched the film, I then Googled to make sure I watched the right movie because I was expecting Michael Myers to appear and he didn't. And I really thought this was just some random movie that had the word Halloween in it, which it really is. It's not connected. Yeah, pretty much. Really at all. Uh, and I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I think it's a really fun film, but I agree. When you're going in to watch a Halloween film, you're expecting a slasher film, and that is not this at all. It is just its own animal. Or when you go to a Halloween film, you're at least expecting a horror, which yeah. is just not it at all. No, yeah. Or when you go to a Halloween film, you're at least expecting something half decent, which just isn't at all. Um, this movie just isn't good. It's not fun. It's not a fun Halloween film. It's just good. The ending's good. The ending, the very ending, is, is a fun, interesting ending. Everything for the you know, 89 minutes leading up to that. Fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, uh, honestly, I this might be a movie I can see myself visiting every other Halloween. Like, you know, I think like once every two years. I'm, I'm. This would be the one I would rewatch the most. I am actually interested in watching this film, um, and maybe that's why I loved the Halloween Kills callback with the mask. Like, I got hyped when I saw those masks. I, I love the three looks of the masks and when the kids were wearing it. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it, but uh, I agree. It's very, very odd that this is even considered to be part of the franchise. I'm surprised fans haven't just scrapped it. Um, yeah, I don't know. From what I know, it seems to be a pretty beloved member of the franchise. I think everyone looks at it sort of like the weird, the weird yeah. cousin that's still part of the family. Yeah, I agree. Um, but most people seem, seem to at least enjoy it. I don't know. It wasn't for me. Yeah, and on Letterboxd, I believe this is probably in the middle of the road for, like, its score. Like, it's, yeah, it's not hated. And that's the thing. I think overall as a movie, this is probably middle of the road. Overall as a Halloween film, this is near the bottom. Right, and, and that's a good way to look at this ranking. I just look at it as just ranking the films individually, and it's my favorite overall. But if I was just looking at, okay, if somebody were to come up to me and say, hey, Quentin, I'm really wanting to watch Michael Myers. Like, I really want to watch a Halloween film. What should I watch? This would, I would never recommend this one. This is not a Halloween movie. Not shocked, and I'm also happy that you had it so low. So this isn't, like, in the top three or something, because it does feel very odd to be even at number five yeah. here, because it's very much an outlier. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we can move on to number four here, and that is going to be uh, one that we referenced quite a bit at the beginning, Halloween H2O, or H20, 20 years later. Uh, I have it at number four. Tristan has it at number five. Uh, right off the bat, we can just acknowledge that this is probably one of the worst titles I've ever seen for a movie. Like, an absolutely disastrous title. I disagree completely. One of the best titles. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's, it is an absurd title. Here's the thing, though. Of all the Halloween movies, this was the one title I knew going into it. I heard of this one. I've seen the poster for this. Like, the movie, DVD case for this one before. It's an interesting title that catches your eye. I give it that much. You know what I mean? Like you, it's such a weird-looking like DVD case because of the big H2O right in the middle of it. That's I don't know. I think it's kind of a fun title. That's fair, and considering that, uh, spoiler, the top three films are all just Halloween, and that's it. Just they, they all have the exact same fucking name. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah and at this least one, it's different. I mean, and and all, all four of these ones are sort of like the first in the franchise, sort of, you know what I mean? Uh, I would They're disagree. The first like a reboot of the franchise, or, or you know, like a, they're redoing the franchise for some, like, 20-some-odd years or whatever. In fact, that's what this one was. Age yeah. 20 is because it's the 20th anniversary of the original Halloween film. And this one does continue off directly after the second Halloween. So in this franchise, it's Halloween, Halloween 2, then this one, H2O, which takes place 20 years after Halloween 2 takes place. Yeah, uh, this one was released doesn't... 20 years after Halloween 1 was released, 19 years after yeah. it was released. Yeah, yeah tone-wise, uh, H2O feels very unique because it, it, it is very much a comedy as well. There's a lot of funny jokes in here. But to me... H2O, uh, and the reason why I believe I have it as my favorite sequel, except for Halloween 3, is because I think this is the perfect sequel. I think the way it builds off of Laurie and Michael Myers, and obviously we'll, I've already mentioned the ending here, but the conclusion to their story feels so perfect. Perfect sequel, they finally wrap up their story. Like Their moment together is finished. It feels concrete. It feels great. Uh, and so, yeah, I think this is uh, this feels very much a perfect sequel. I wouldn't say this feels like its own individual film. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it is a good sequel. It's a good follow up. It's a good ending to the trilogy, which honestly, what it probably should have been. Halloween, Halloween two, H twenty. I think that would have been a solid trilogy. I would. It really would have been. It would have been a fun. You know, Michael won the first half. Lori got came back and got him in the second half. I think it would have been a fun ending to the trilogy. I kind of liked what they did with it. How she's he spent the past twenty some odd years in jail. She spent this past twenty some odd years hiding at like a boarding school. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I agree. I think the way that they address Lori's character about how she's pretty much trapped just like him, just with this burden of her past, I thought that was really great. I thought their storyline was really fun together. And yeah, this really is the perfect sequel. Like, you couldn't watch this on its own and appreciate the same way if you watched the first two and then this one, because you really feel how much those nights haunted her. Like, well, I guess that one night. That one night had such an effect on the rest of her life, and you felt that in this film. So I, I really liked it. Um, as I've already said, she finishes him off at the end of the movie, which is such a satisfying ending. I think her killing him is so cool and really great. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of the entire franchise. I really like it. I feel like the tone is a bit mixed at points, which is why I have it at four. I feel like uh, the reason why it hasn't cracked my top three, despite it having one of my favorite scenes and handling the storyline so well, is, like, the tone is so confusing sometimes. Like, it tries to be very, like, this came out, what, a year or two after Scream? And it shows, because I feel like they really do lean into the yeah, comedy it, it, with well, it. it. Yeah, it does feel sort of like Scream vibes to it, right? Yeah. It's sort of, but it's weird because Scream is making fun of the original fun Halloween. Of Halloween right? yeah. It's sort of, like, parodying the original Halloween. And now this is sort of parodying the parody type yeah, thing, where it's exactly. to, you know reclaim the genre from the parody, but while still trying to do what the parody is doing. Exactly. Um, which doesn't always work. And I agree. I think that's why I sort of put it here, especially so the parts in the middle sort of felt off. You know, it wasn't bad by any means. It just didn't really mesh super well. Uh, I I really like this one. As Quinn already talked about a whole bunch, the the ending of this one's great. I really love the. Also, Quentin mentioned this, though, that the story arc between Lori and Michael uh, as siblings, which they are, right? And that's one thing that people often forget. They are siblings. They are related. And it does sort of end the way it started with one sibling killing the other. And I, and I really like that. I like a, uh, this third one a lot. I think it's a great ending to the trilogy before they make it even better by adding a fourth movie to it with Halloween Resurrection. This one's, yeah. uh, this one's really good. This is a solid entry for sure. This is a this is a this is a good a good Halloween movie. I agree. I agree. All right, we can move on to number three here, which is going to be Halloween, obviously, because all three of these are going to have the same title. Halloween from two thousand and seven. So, okay. So I have this at number five, and Tristan has this at number one. Yeah, I really I really like this, the Rob Zombie Halloween. I didn't think this one was going to be good at all. Yeah, it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, Rob, Rob Zombie really brought the heat with this one. He, uh, so this this is the only one, actually, which is kind of weird. I'm surprised of all these movies, and three of them being named Halloween. This is the only one that's a remake of the first one, right? Yeah, yeah this is a direct remake, uh, which will also the 2018 one is a sequel to 1978, but also in its own way a remake as well. Like, it definitely redoes some of the iconic scenes that the first one does so you know there's that but very much yeah 2007 is the only total remake yeah this is you know a real remake here uh so there is laurie schrodes in this one and dr loomis is in this one 
but neither one are played by the original actors and actresses who played them. We got a new actress for Lori, new actor for, for Loomis. Michael Myers has had a couple of different actors throughout the, the franchise. I'm sure this is a new guy here, too. Not that you ever really see his face or he acts much. It's more of the arms. Um, but I really like this one. This one also, so this is a remake of the first one, but then it also goes a lot more, has flashbacks sort of to a uh, the time from which we don't really see Michael Myers because we know Michael Myers way back when he was six, he originally kills his older sister, um, who's also, of course, Laurie's older sister. Uh, this is back when Laurie was just a baby. And then he gets taken off and goes to, like, you know, a juvenile detention center or a place for crazy people, right? And then that's where Dr. Loomis meets him and does a whole bunch of work. Tries, tries to, you know, make him, help him as best he can, hopefully at some point re- reintroduce him to society, where, of course, we learn throughout the years, he delves more and more into this sort of psychotic state we find him in when he meets Lori for the second time, back when now she's like a teenager or whatever. And then it continues off much the same way the very first one did. I just really like the way they did in this one. I like this one a lot. I think this one's just as good. If not, I, I edged it out. Yeah, so I have it at five. So I, I really do like this film. I think it's a pretty solid remake. I feel like a lot of times remaking a classic film uh, is not a good idea. But I actually thought this film had different things to tell. So it made it kind of feel warranted where we delve into Michael Myers as a child a lot more in this one. We kind of get his upbringing and how he became Michael Myers. And I thought... That was really good. I really liked the flashbacks. I really liked uh, following this child and his uh, kind of his path to just insanity and pure evil. And so I thought that that was pretty good. Um, it just the, the last half started to lose me a little bit. I feel like the some of the things that worked in the original don't work so much in this one. Uh, like one of the examples I can think of, because uh, they really do follow a lot of the same paths here. One of them being. Him wearing the, like this film, in case you guys haven't seen it, is a lot darker. Rob Zombie's films uh, take a much darker approach. Like the entire film is just gray filter. Like it's just grays and blacks. Like it's just way darker looking. Like there's nothing humorous or charming at all in this film. And so when he does things that worked in the 1978 one, it really doesn't work at all. For example, when he wore the ghost outfit uh, to walk up to the girl, which is a very kooky and... uh, Frankly, a really funny scene in the original. I, I absolutely burst out laughing. And this one, it just feels odd. Like, it almost took me out of it. I would really like they still did that scene. Like, they brought that back. Because in this one, it's just so dark. It doesn't make any sense why he's taken this humorous route in this movie when they've never gone humorous yet in this movie. So, like, some stuff like that took me out. And for me, I go on and on about Halloween 3 and H2O having absolutely incredible endings. I think the ending in this one is really terrible. I really thought they ended uh, on a completely flat note, and that's why it's number five. Uh, during it, I was thinking, wow, this this could be number one or two or three. Like this, I was really liking it. But the ending where uh, we have Laurie stabbing Michael Myers and his like flashes of, like, his like cuts of just like the, the knife and her and the knife and Myers and like it's so many flashes and like the, the red and blue lights of like, I guess the police coming, like all these like bright lights. It felt like almost like a seizure. It was like an overload of whatever the fuck was going on. And then it just ends. That's it. The movie just ends with like her stabbing him. And it was just a bunch of bright lights. I don't know what the frig was going on. 
And, like, we all knew Michael Myers was going to die to a knife. The dude was taking bullets earlier in the film. Like, this, like, it just felt like, what, what, a, what, what ending was this? The ending was brutal. Yeah, I don't really recall it getting too, too much. I guess that's, yeah, that's, the ending on it, the ending on it wasn't the best. So that's, that's fair arc. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't quite stick the landing as well as some of the other in the franchise might have. I liked a lot of the stuff I was doing prior to the yeah. franchise. No, no, I liked the movie's really serious good. tone. Because I think it was more of a, a real approach to, to a serial killer. Uh, sort of, you know, with, with, with enough, you know, liberties for it to still be a movie. It's easy to see. Yeah, there's a guy going around with a knife killing people. You know, that's the way it happens in, in the horror movies. But in real life, you're thinking, if there's a guy going around with a knife killing people, it's going to be more gruesome and more, you know, nerve-wracking than maybe you would expect. I thought this one also did horror really well. Yeah. I think that's one that a lot of the ones prior to the first Halloween, I mean, besides the first Halloween, all the ones after that, I think really dropped the ball on the horror elements. They most definitely become more just action movies with, with a decent amount of suspense. I agree. Whereas this one really, really was a horror. This film has some brutal kills. Like, yeah, this film's pretty nuts. Yeah, this one doesn't hide nothing. It doesn't shy away from anything, right? This one's a hard R, and it's, that's all it's trying to be. This thing's a, uh, it's going, it, that's what I think I liked about this one a lot. It was a remake of the original that added enough to warrant its existence while doing things uh, similar enough where it is a remake. It's not a retelling or retconning things or changing things. It's still a remake of the film, but it's adding enough to warrant its existence. It's changing things enough up to make you want to watch it alongside the original or instead of the original or swap back and forth between this and the original if I'm wanting to watch a Halloween film. Um, but it's also possibly scarier than the original, or just as scary as the original, um, which a lot of the subsequent films weren't. And that's what I really liked about this one. Of course, it reprises John Carpenter's a, uh, iconic theme for, the, for it. Uh, the score is in there, although the score isn't as good as the original film, that's, that's for sure. It's still very good in this one. I enjoyed this one a lot. I thought this one was quite fun. Obviously, that's why I put it number one. Yeah. I had a really good time with this one. I think it was the horror elements in this one that really caught me off guard because after watching the first one and then you watch like seven more with like very little horror elements at all. And then it come to this one like, oh, crap, we're back to being scary again. Finally. You know, like we're back. We're back to, you know, holding tension, holding suspense. You know what's happening next. Even though it's a remake of a movie I saw last week. I still don't know what's happening and that's what I really liked about this one. And the backstory, I already talked before when we were talking about the sixth one, how I didn't care about them trying to explain why Michael Myers was killing things. with He's the embodiment of evil because of the curse. This one, they weren't explaining why he was killing people. They're just sort of showing his history and his past yeah. um, instead, no, I which I think is much more beneficial to the audience, more entertaining to the audience, and more impactful to the actual show. No, I agree, yeah. Uh, this top five that we have on our list is... All in my top five. Like, like, this is my top five. And to me, it's a significant gap. Like, these are the five that I actually think are good. I think anything below that, I wouldn't really, you know, classify as good. Uh, like, some of them are fine. But these are all good. And so I do I do like this movie. I think this is a pretty solid remake of the original, which I don't say often for remakes. I'm not a big fan. But it had something to tell, and it told it in a very different way that, for the most part, worked. There were definitely scenes that, like I said, I thought took me out of it at times, but for the most part, I do think it worked. And I, yeah, I like it. I'm glad you put it at one. I'm kind of glad it uh, got a little higher. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably just overlook this one as being a, a crappy remake or not part of the actual franchise, as Quentin thought just a week ago. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would have said I, I think you're doing a major disservice to the movie, to the work that people put into it. Rob Zombie's obviously a, a, a very talented director and made a lot of other great movies. I, I think this is, a, this is a good movie. I really like this one. And a lot of people overlook it. A lot of people underrate it and just don't give it the attention it deserves. And I mean, Halloween 2, the second Rob Zombie one, that one was awful. That one, that one was awful. But this one, this one was really Yeah. All right, we can move on to the second one here, Tristan. Um, and ironically enough, the first and second are a tie. We both have it uh, at the oh. same score here, but we're going to go off of your rankings uh, for the official order just because you're the guest. So for the second place, we are going to have the original Halloween. I have it in second. Tristan has it in third. Obviously, the next one, we're, we're kind of reversed here. We both have it in our top three, but not at number one. And so we have the original. Yeah, I, I like the original. I think the original is very, very good. Best part about it for sure, the score. The score is yeah. incredible in that film. For sure. It, it's so good. Uh, I really like the score. The movie itself was very good. I just feel like it was. I never saw the movie. Uh, there was not a single scene in there or a single, a single beat of the film I wasn't expecting. Right. Yeah, it feels very traditional, but that's probably because this was the very first slasher film, unless you count Black Christmas, I believe. Oh, but this is definitely one of the first slasher films. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, technically definitely... Massacre was before. Oh, okay. Um, oh, which it's... some people argue Halloween is a crappy knockoff or a remake of Technical Massacre. I'm not one of those insane people. I, I, they're very different films. I don't think they okay. I haven't seen anything that. from Technical Massacre or nothing like that. <laughs> but it did come up before. Uh, I this one. I like. I want to say it felt like a paint by numbers slasher film, but I know that's a massive disservice to this film, and that's why I have it number three. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal. It is a really great slasher film because it is like the OG slasher, right? Yeah. It feels paint by numbers, but that's because it was the one drawing the lines for the paint by numbers, right? Exactly. It created it created the numbers for everyone else to paint off of. Um, so now you know, forty years later, rewatching it again, like watching it for the first time, four years later, kind of boring, kind of dull, but yeah. I, like, but. It's still so good. It still holds up. It's still very scary, very action packed. I thought it was. I thought it was really great. Yeah, yeah. I put it at number two, uh, and and even though I have it at two, I would still say, yeah, not as great as I was hoping it was going to be based off of its legacy here. But yeah, I have I think, it at two because I think the score, like you said, is really good. I think this is a really great score, and it, it, they play it for almost the entire movie. They really play the shit out of that score, but it is good. It, it, it's really intense and scary. And this is probably one of the scariest films of the 12. Like, this one really is pretty creepy at times. They hold the camera for a little too long at times, which starts to get you feeling a little uneasy. I don't know if that's intentional, but... Uh, yeah. For sure intentional. Yeah. yeah, the long shots really help create this uneasiness about what's going to happen. Uh, and when it turns to nighttime, you feel that danger. Like, you suddenly know shit's about to go down. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty good. I do think it's a little slow. But I also think the fact that this is what um, over forty years old now, like it's what about forty three years old at this point? Yeah, and forty two or forty three, something. Yeah, like that. and it still like feels pretty scary. It's still like relative. Like yeah, I know it's slow, but I still think it holds up quite a bit, especially compared to other horror films. Uh, I think it holds. Yeah, I think this is pretty way good. better. Yeah, it holds up way better than the Laurel the choice to go a little subtle at times was pretty smart, uh, mostly for the budget, but also just for the fact of how it ages. Like, it's just a movie about people in houses getting murdered by some dude that kind of walks in there sometimes. Like, you know, you know like, not much happens. 
Uh, and for that, I think it does age well. It does still have that scariness about what's going to happen. And it has that goofiness. I thought him with the cloak was funny. Uh, even funnier was when Lori ran up and everybody was in like a setup position. Like just to picture Michael setting up these bodies just for like the fear factor of Lori is so funny to me. Um, like a lot of weird kooky things that Michael does. Uh, it works. Like I, I, I have some fun times. Yeah, and it really does emphasize something they, they explain more in like their film how he has a mental capacity of a six year old. You know yeah. what I mean? So of course everything he's doing is weird and goofy and kind of stupid. He puts on the cloak like a ghost or whatever. Because he's still he's like a six year old, right? And that's the way his mind operates. That's the way he's working, that's the way he's thinking. And it makes sense. Um and you're right, yeah, this one it most definitely holds up really, really well. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh so no, I, I really like this film. Uh yeah, I have it at two. I think it's rel- I think it's a pretty solid wouldn't be like my favorite horror film or anything like that but overall uh, i had a really fun time with this uh, anything else you want to say tris i feel like we spent the least time on the original but uh anything else you want to add Nah, i yeah it does feel like we spent at least but i think it's there's not all to say about the original i think most people have seen it most people already know it's great uh it's it's good it's a really good horror movie if you're a horror fan or if you're even starting to get into horror or you think you're interested, you like some horror films, but you're not super big into the genre, this is for sure a must-watch if you haven't seen it. This is one I think everyone who likes movies or is into movies in particular, if you're into horror movies, you got to watch this one. It's an absolute classic. You know, it's it's like the de facto movie of the holiday. You know what I mean? Of course, because, you know, it's called Halloween. That's probably why. Right. But it's still like one of the most popular and most watched films every Halloween, every October. You know, people will go back to this one every year. It's like... It's basically it's a wonderful life of Halloween. You know, that's how that's how famous and you know transcendent among you know films this one has become. It's one of the most iconic horror films of all time, right? Like it's rivaling, you know, psycho and stuff. Just classic, classic horror. No, for it's sure. it's a good one. Yeah, and uh, even the great parts of these other movies, like H2O, and then we'll obviously talk about 2018. I think like the peak moments of those movies is due to the history we have with this original. Like this the, this oh, film sets 100%, up so much. Yeah. 100%. The yeah. only reason why any moment in H2O or, or Halloween twenty eighteen or even the Rob Zombie one is because of this film and what this film did and what this film was able to do. On As Quinn already mentioned, a pretty small budget, not a very big budget. And at the time, slasher films weren't really a thing. It kind of pioneered its way through and they uh, became a massive cult hit. Because of that, there's losers like us on the internet talking about it today. That's right. That's right. One of the main reasons I wanted to do this franchise this uh, this October was because I figured I, I need to see the original Halloween. Like, I, I got to see this. This is a classic. So uh, it's the whole reason why this is here today. But uh, we can move on to number one here. I have this at number three. Tristan has this at number two. So we kind of reversed here for the 1978. But it is the 2018 Halloween. Uh, yeah, I really like this one. I really liked it too. Uh, like I was saying, H2O and uh, the Halloween 2007 are like four and five for me. But for me, there's an even cl- bigger jump for my top three. Uh, I think this film is really great. I was really, really impressed. I remember Andrea came in one day uh, after a long day of work and she saw that I was watching like my 12th Halloween film. And she was like, do you even like these? And I was like, oh, honestly, like not really. Like, like there's not that many good ones. Um, but I did just watch like a fantastic Halloween film. And I was telling her all about Halloween 2018. I think she'll like it. I'll have to show it to her. Um, This film just has everything you want in a 
slash remake of the original slash sequel of it uh, with the history of Lori, which I said in H2O, this handles it even better. This, like this. Yeah, I was thinking, you're thinking that when we're talking about H2O, I'm like, man, 2018 is even better. Than handles H2O. it better. It hand, uh, like They both have the same subject, but as we've already said, H2O falls for the trap of it tries to make light of it at times to be like a comedy, like, oh, we're Scream, like, like this is silly. Uh, 2018 really isn't funny at all. Like, the, it has no, a few jokes. No, no one's smiling. In this um, but this film is just so serious, and it works for the tone of her handling depression, like her past. Like, it needs this serious tone. Like, this film feels warranted. Uh, I feel like Halloween Kills just feels like a filler. This doesn't. This feels like it is addressing the issues of the first film and how Lori would react now. Like, she has a family, and she isn't connected to them because she is still scarred from that one night. And that is really interesting. Yeah, I really like this one. So in this one is where they introduce her daughter and her granddaughter. Of course, we never see her raise her daughter at all, but we hear lots about it in this one and how difficult it was for her to raise her daughter. Uh, you know what I mean? How hard it was for her to connect on a, on a personal level with her daughter and even now with her granddaughter. And so because of that, her daughter is, you know, is so distant from her, um, but still cares for her as her mother it's a uh, it's a really interesting family dynamic, and then of course you have her brother, the daughter's uncle, the granddaughter's great uncle come in, and they, uh, you know, make the whole family dynamic even more jumbled up, even up. And yeah, yeah, she really becomes. Michael Myers spent forty years in prison. She spent forty years free, but mentally in a prison because of what Michael Myers did to her. And she's been training and and and. You know, she generated her house with all these traps and she's mastered all the guns and weapons and how to kill Michael Myers in every which way. She's always carrying a gun with her, always paranoid that he's going to be behind her at any moment. It's it's crazy the mental torture you see yeah. this one night have on the entirety, not even just her life, but her daughter's life and her granddaughter's life, right? Three generations of this family have become so effed up because of the actions of one individual. And it's, it's insane to see how, how the ripple effect amongst the entire family and, you know, the evils of one person, of one bad apple in this group, just destroying the lives of everyone. Yeah. And it's, it's, in, it's intense. And that's what I said. It doesn't, it's not light. It doesn't light up at all. The intensity is from start to finish. It is, it is really, really well done. I love this one. Yeah, no, this movie is really good. I, I had a really fun time with it. And I do agree with you. Um, with obviously, uh, you know, like the trauma that she had to deal with and the rest of her family had to deal with. I, I, I still don't really love the granddaughter or daughter. Like, like whenever it shows them, it's fine. Um, and I, there's some, you know, scenes I don't necessarily love. I, I don't love the line of her saying that uh, she's been waiting all her life for him to finally be free. Like, it's, it seems odd that she's like hoping he leaves. Um, but I do love... Obviously, Laurie's character is fantastic. I think uh, Laurie's my favorite character in this franchise, and this is her best film. Like, like she is a freaking badass. I really like her in this movie, uh, and I've always seen her as the lead, and so she really felt like a lead in this movie. I uh, and even like the kills, they were fun. Like I thought the babysitter scene, like it did take up a good fifteen minutes, but like that was a pretty fun kill, and like that was pretty sweet. How he saw someone in the closet, and like that'll build-up was really sweet uh, and then when they find her body there's the ghost blanket on top of her as an homage to uh, the original which didn't feel cheap and actually kind of felt creepy and like a really cool callback uh, that i really liked so there's a lot of decisions they made in this movie that i really liked yeah i really liked a lot of what they did 
one. I agree. The daughter in particular, I didn't like in this. All the granddaughter in this one, fine. Um, I loved the ending of this one. I loved, you know, the once he gets to Lori's house and the entire ending there. I loved that. Ending's amazing. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, ending's amazing. I like. I straight up got chills when the daughter was yelling like, "Lori, Lori, we're stuck down here. Like, what's going? Like, like what's happening up there?" And then Michael Myers appears, and she just goes. Like, what does she say? She's like, bingo, or she's like, perfect or something. Pulls out the gun and shoots him. And then out of the shadows, the lighting is great in this. Lori comes out with a knife and just stabs him and just pushes him down the stairs. It was like this tag team of the mother-daughter that felt satisfying. It felt logical. It was badass. And then that shot of her trapping Michael in the basement and lighting the house on fire, and she looks down at him, and he just looks up, and it's just, obviously he doesn't talk, it's just this haunting look of him just looking up as he's getting swallowed in flames. It looks so cool. Yeah, I loved it. I also love, like, the scene prior to, you see her walk down the hallway of her house, and hitting these buttons on yeah. every single door frame that has these steel grates come right down, right? And that's because she jerked her house where she can trap him in any single room she catches in him. It wasn't just for the basement. The whole yeah. house catches on fire because she didn't know which house, which room she would have to light on fire to catch him. No matter where he was in the house, she was going to beat him. She spent 40 years of her life dedicated to beating him, finding out his weakness. We know fire is what he hates. We know he's afraid of fire. Everything about it, she figured out, and she, she outplayed him perfectly in this movie. I absolutely love the ending. Yeah, and the whole movie is great because... Uh, obviously in the 1978 film and in pretty much every single movie uh it's very much michael is the hunter and obviously laurie is the hunted and in this film it flips michael is the one being hunted laurie is hunting him down she wants like she's suddenly the monster like she wants to be the one to kill this guy and it is so cool every time they hear that michael is like in the room or in like this certain like neighborhood or vicinity Lori's there like a scene later trying to find like she's trying she's following him like she's trying to track him down because she wants to be the one to take him down it, it yeah. is cool it's cool yeah it's just, as I mentioned earlier how he spent the past 40 years in- but she spent the 40 years also locked up just in her own mind in her own house right she she chose to lock herself up for 40 years right and the reason why she couldn't wait for him to be free is because she knew she could never truly be free until he is. Until she beats It wasn't him. until she can finish him is when she can finally have her begin. And it, it was it was an epic conclusion to their story. Of course, not the actual conclusion. It continues in the next one. Which yeah. I did really enjoy Halloween Kills. But the ending of Halloween 2018. Well, once I again, really like, like, let's touch back to Halloween Kills. Who Who's the fucking guy that thought, you know what? 2018. People, people like that movie. Um... They must have really liked when Michael was just killing people. No, 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 we liked it because Lori had this relationship with Michael that was so fucking intense and amazing. And she was hunting him down and like the history and it was so great. And Halloween Kills does fucking nothing with it. Like it just like it had no- 2018 is a completely different animal. It is a it is a way, way better. Like I don't know how like I don't know who thought Halloween Kills was gonna be good. Like it's fun. I had a fun time. I think Halloween Kills sucks. Like, fuck. Why did I like they, Halloween Kills a lot. Why didn't so, they do it? I agree. Well, and I think it's very clear that that's not the end. You know what I mean? Like, it's very clear that, like, the end of 2018 Halloween could have been the end. You could have ended the franchise there. Yeah. Gonna go right, right? But the end of Halloween Kills is just not the ending. Right? The end is not over yet. And so that's the thing. I think it really comes down to Halloween ends. 
on how they're going to end the, the trilogy or, you know, this franchise or this new trilogy. And I think seeing what they did in 2018 and even seeing what they're setting up in Halloween Kills, I think the ending of Halloween ends. I, I'm expecting it to be off. Yeah, I expect Halloween ends to be great. And I'm still excited for it. Uh, but but here's my issue. And maybe it's more of a issue with the film industry and Hollywood. But why does every film, once it's successful, they go, well, got to make a trilogy. You I know, agree. We, yeah. We got to have why, why three. Why we end of 2018? I don't know. I like, think we should have. Or even if 2018, if if they still have a great ending that they want to address, why do we need Halloween Kills in the middle? Like, why do we need the idea of a trilogy? Uh, why isn't it just Halloween 2018? And then if Halloween ends is really good, then make that. If it's not great, we should have just had the 2018 one. Like, I don't, like Kills added nothing story-wise to these characters, but uh, hopefully ends does. And if it does, it just... I don't know, maybe Kills has a lot to set up, but maybe they should have just made it two movies. I don't know why. The, the trilogy aspect of Hollywood and films, uh, they, they love the word trilogy. I don't know why this needs to be a thing for every film. Uh, if there's not three movies to tell a story for it, then maybe don't make three. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I would agree completely. Oh, I say that, but I did. I had so much fun. Yeah, it Kills is fun. It's fun. Um, it's so much fun. It, I thought it was a really fun movie. But once again, they, they could have just made it like its own Halloween spinoff without Lori. Like, it had nothing to do with 2018. It felt like it had no story connections except like, oh, you saw this face in the 2018 one. This face is here again. But uh, 2018, um, I have it at number three. But once again, I've already said that the top three are very much a league of their own. Uh, this is very much a great horror film. Uh, it's a great Halloween film. Uh, and there it is at number one. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that was the one that ended up at number one. Well, you had that too. You know, I had a pretty good chance. Yeah, that's true. I guess I had, I had number two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm not too surprised. I knew you would have really liked it, and I had it at three. So I was actually expecting. I thought it was going to either be the original or that one. I, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Because I figured you wouldn't like the Rob Zombie. One. Yeah, and, and and I figured you wouldn't like Halloween three. So I think, you know, uh, the, the top two are pretty expected. And also, I would say pretty worthy. I think they, uh, they're both great films. And uh, there you go. That is the Halloween franchise. Uh, you said at the beginning, Tristan, you'd let me know uh, where this would fall compared to other franchises for the horror films. Uh, what do you think of Halloween as a whole? I like Halloween. Honestly, when I was watching, like, man, a lot of these, you know what? All the ones from, like, Halloween 2 and up, those are all good. Halloween 2 and up are all, are all good films. Those that, like... Like the top six of them are all quite good. Of well, all that's a half of them, right? Well, that'd be top seven. Oh. But, top but, seven. But but that's if you're you're probably not counting number three, and I am. Well, of course not. So top six. <laughs> um, yeah. So the top six are all quite quite good, and you can't say that for. I still really like like I think the apps like my favorite of all the slasher movies is probably just the OG Nightmare on Elm Street. I really really like that one. I just love Freddy as a killer. I like Freddy way more than any other slasher like antagonists. I think he's the coolest one by far. I like the concept of that one a little more, like, more creative than this one is, than the Halloween movies generally are. That being said, the worst uh, slasher film I've ever watched was also a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So, you know, that one's got real highs and real lows. Friday the 13th in general just kind of suck. These are objectives better than Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th are kind of like worst Halloweens. It's kind of like Halloween, but the majority of the franchises were just one resurrection. So that franchise isn't very good. Then you got, you know, your... Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Those ones felt very samey. Almost all of those felt the exact same. So okay. if you like the first one, you like all of them, I guess. 
This one, I'll put this one most definitely near the top. I, I most definitely like these ones a lot. I put above the Chucky movies for sure. I put it, you know, above most of the Saw films. I'll put them above, you know, the, the Final Destination movies. Because those ones are just kind of, you know, gore fests, and that's really it. I'll probably pick these second best. I think I still like the Nightmare on Elm more. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, this is pretty much one of the only ones I've seen, so I don't have anything to compare it with. But, you know, I do think it's really good. I think the franchise is at its best when we focus on Lori. I feel like it's interesting and probably not a coincidence that aside from Halloween 3, which is an outlier. I agree. Uh, and I, I actually, have... I just forgot. Yeah, I'll put this one third because I have Scream at 1, then uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, yeah, yeah. If we're counting Scream, I, I definitely prefer Scream as oh, a franchise. Scream, Scream for sure better. Uh, but you're right, and I agree with you where this franchise is best when it's for focusing on Laurie, uh, which is weird because this one and Scream are really the only two movies that have a central main character. Okay, um, interesting. Well, I guess the only two I've seen, I followed the lead character here. But yeah, I think uh, it's probably not a coincidence that for me, two, three, and four are the three central Laurie films. Uh, and I just think it's great to have a rootable protagonist. Uh, but even without her, I, some of these films are still fun. Like I said, Halloween Kills is uh and not all, a... all of my top ones were Lori Schroeder. Yeah, yeah. yeah my, my, my entire top well, six are all Lori, are those six Lori Schroeder. I'm talking about Jamie Lee Curtis Lori. Like uh, Halloween 2007 oh. isn't really a Lori film. All right, fine. So yeah. five of my top six are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just think, yeah, like why are we not focusing on Lori? Like she's a great character. So yeah, I think yeah. that's when it's at the heart of the film. Uh, even like a movie like halloween kills which isn't any lori film uh even at its worst uh it's just a fun time like it, there's some great kills in that one and halloween 2 has got some good kills uh so either you got some great storylines or you got some great kills uh, you got a few stinkers near the bottom but yeah halloween is a pretty overall uh fun franchise uh better than i expected overall especially like halfway through when i was watching them man these are brutal but that's only because like the whole thorn trilogy yeah. in the middle wasn't very good i didn't care for number three um, but then once you get past like those like four in a row that are just kind of like schlogs, you start stepping into some good ones. And then it sort of seems like every other one is really good. You know what I mean? After those six, you get H2O, which is really, really good. And you get re- uh, and then you get a um, resurrection, resurrection, which just freaking sucks. And then you get the Rob Zombie one, which is pretty damn good. And you get the second one, which just freaking sucks. Yeah. Um, and then you get the Halloween, which is really freaking good. And, and then you get Halloween Kills, which is... <laughs> Halloween Kills, which is still a step down from 2018 Halloween, so way, way better than the second Romba Zombie or Reser. Way, way, way. I agree. Better. I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely better than those two. Yeah, not much of a competition. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's interesting that uh, the first that they do to bring back the genre or the franchise is really good, and then they try to do a second one, and it kind of falls flat for me. Uh, that, that is an interesting point. Uh, but yeah, uh, fun franchise. You know, I would definitely see myself revisiting some of these. Uh, and I think during October, uh, you know, I want to wrap up here quickly too. But just one last thought here. I think that one of the big reasons for that is it, it always seems like they don't really know how to do a second movie without having Michael Myers like kill Laurie Strode. But then of course, they don't want Laurie Strode to die because she's such an important character to making the franchise good, as we just explained. So then it's like, what do you do then? Do you have him kill? Laurie Strode, so it's still not predictable and Michael Myers can kill anybody because he's a serial killer who's crazy and will kill you? Or do you have Laurie Strode live due to some random plot arm in which she can't die for some weird sort of circumstantial reasons? Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, or, where do you go? Do you have third option, Laurie Strode? Uh, or the third option that Halloween Kills does and just never have the meat. It, which, which is a lame option, 
but how else would you do it in another way? Will she just have some random plot armor in which he won't be able to kill her for some random reason? Or will you have him kill her and then she's no longer in it? So how can you really continue the franchise in any sort of interesting or meaningful way? It's a real catch-22 of these sort of horror film follow-ups, you know? Yeah. No, that's fair. So anyways, that's everything for the Halloween ranking. Uh, you can definitely uh, watch any of these films. Uh, they're, they're all a lot of fun, especially during the October season. Um, but until next time, have a fantastic day.